0: live from DC. Yes. The nation's Cap- I'm about to say this right. Capital. capital. Yeah, Capital. Yeah, I'm 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 on slush right now. My mind is a smoothie. Uh after last night, but I told you this is what happened cuz this is one of my favorite fucking spots. Um dude, last night, man. Well, we I, I was fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell
1: the Uber story. What happened? <laughs> All right. So if you go on to my Instagram, uh, Andy Comedy, you can see uh, us at Ben's Chili Bowl. We went to Ben's Chili Bowl. Yes. You called the Uber. You wanted to go to Ben's. Yes. And the funniest part about it, we were at, what's that place? Lucky's? Lucky something?
0: The bar? Yeah. Yeah. And it was getting late, and we wanted- And, and just quick backstory: story. Uh, we had been eating pizza every night. Because the only thing open around that area near the club is this pizza place where they make your individual pizza and flatbread. Yeah, and, and pizza. Yeah, that's what it's called. And I just was like, dude, I'm fucking tired <laughs> of this fucking pizza. So we went to Ben's Chili Bowl.
1: But but here's how this is the funny part that I haven't told you. We're on the patio, and we still have a mission to go to um, Ooze and Oz, the, the diners, drive ins, and dives, soul food spot. And we don't want to eat bad be at night because then we won't get up in time to go to eat lunch right. and so you really want to go so you've been avoiding it the whole time uh right. going to ben's because that's a late night killer for the next day oh yeah but you're sitting on the patio and you were drinking and all of a sudden you looked at me like you got like this idea mm. from the heavens and you go <laughs> hey man you wanna to go to Ben's chili bowl? And it was the way you said it, the way you looked at me, like right. it was just like the greatest idea I ever had. I go, You sure He's you wanna go got tequila? I I sure you wanna go? He goes, Yeah, yeah, I'll call the Uber right now. But then this is the move you made. I gotta right. go close out my uh my tab. Right. And you were still good. Right. You went in to close out your tab and you got another shot. Right. And that's the one. Yeah, that was the uh KO punch and so when we uh got into the uber you were still fine and when we got when we got out of the uber at uh ben's chili Bowl, that's when it hits you when you just when you went to get out of the right and so we went in and you're you're t- i mean you're you're fine i mean you're doing everything fine but everyone everyone mobbed you and you're trying not to talk to everybody and everybody <laughs> wants to talk to you <laughs> And we finally get into uh, to Ben's and we uh, order our food. And you can find that video. I put a, a little snippets of it out on uh, Instagram if you want to check that out. It's on my Instagram. It'll probably be on yours later. Uh, and then uh, I called the Uber to get us back. And it is fucked up out there because for whatever reason, it is the busiest it's ever been. Well, I mean, I think that's partly also because there's not
0: many options.
1: Well, and there's a lot going on and and there's a graduation. There's some other things. And and
0: plus, you know, it is world famous. I mean, from Obama to whoever the who's who, who's ever in D.C., they all go there. And it is officially Bill Cosby's favorite place. NDC, the, the taste just does what it wants to do to you without consent. It just ripes your buds and feels so good when the beans in the ground beef are going through the mouth and all the way down to the esophagus, you see? And it's just wonderful. It's just a wonderful, wonderful take it without asking type of food. And that impression right now is on point. And the one you were doing
1: <laughs> last night was if Bill Cosby was doing an impression of Aries Spears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we finally got our food, and uh, everybody was cool. Everybody was really nice to you in there. It was it was nice, and you are developing such a young audience that I'm seeing coming up to you at when mm-hmm. we go out at night. And so all these people were up there, and we finally got our Uber, and then you get, and I said, okay, I called the Uber. I'm a little bit closer. They're going to drop me off first because I'm staying at the Hilton, and then they're going to drop you off at your hotel. And you All go, okay, let me get this straight. So they're going to take me back to my hotel, and then they're going to drop you off. And I said, no, it's going to go, uh, I'm dropping me off first because I'm closer, and then we're going to drop you off. And you go, okay. So you get in the Uber, and you say hello to the girl that's in there, and you go, okay, uh, so uh, you dropping me off at my hotel first, <laughs> and then you're dropping off Andy. And she goes, no, oh, she goes, uh, I don't know who's who, like that. And she goes, well, where are you staying? And you told her. And I said, and she goes, no, no, we're going to Hilton first. And you go, okay, uh, so we're going to drop me off first. And she said, no, we're going to Hilton first and dropping you off. And you go, okay. And then you sat there. And as soon as we got to my hotel, you went, what? They're dropping you off first? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I knew you were done. But yeah. she knew she was taking you right To the front door of the hotel. Yeah. And you had your big bag of Ben's chili.
0: Yeah. And uh yeah, baby. Um chopped onions all over the chest. (laughs) Uh with ground beef on the nipples, beans on the knees. It was uh Yeah, it was it was it was wrestling hog time, baby. It was it was it was but it was good though. It was good. Hey, I just got a I got a half smoke. I went back there and right. my,
1: but in my hotel there's a big like a drag convention. Yeah. And uh there was some there were some big dudes out, uh, doing drag and right. uh I got there it's like 3:45 in the morning. Right. And my elevator opens up and I swear it's like this 66 six female dude that walks out of the elevator and she, and she looked at me he with these Big eyes. And I was, I kind of like, I i did right. know, put my, you know, step my head back just a right. little bit. And she went, Ben's chili bowl. And she e. touched my chili bowl bag e. and walked away. Right.
0: Mm.
1: You gotta do that chili out. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was fine. I got home and I ate, and uh, the Hilton wouldn't give me, uh, a late checkout last night when I asked him. So then I asked him
0: today, and they still wouldn't give me a late checkout. So I'm mad at them. But other than that. Yeah, my only disappointing thing about D.C. has been – uh well, I, I was glad because it was supposed – like when I got here, I found out it was going to rain. for it supposed to rain all day. I looked on the weather app. It said 100% Friday and Saturday. And, and I've always said one of the things I love about this place is Everything, like, like again, there's only so many places that just are perfect. Like, the club, atten- all six out of seven shows have been sold out. The attendance has been off the chain. The energy's been off the chain. This hotel is fucking beautiful, spacious. It's like a New York City apartment, but a, but a good one. Uh, the nightlife, everything is central. It's all there. And I'm just like, fuck, the only thing that's going to fuck this up is that it's raining all day and night friday and saturday which is the 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 hot nights to be out um so friday was a wash but then saturday it 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 really didn't rain at night it was supposed to uh and i don't think it actually came until like seven in the morning i just sprinkled just sprinkled it and and now it's a it's a decent day so uh it wasn't a total loss but um yeah man this 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 shit is uh yeah dc i love the city I love the crowd that comes out
1: to the improv yeah they're, they're smart, they get all the jokes right uh,
0: they didn't take any shit personal not not, not personal, but you know if, if, if you were making fun of someone yeah. that was there that they could visually see, yeah they got a little soft at times. yeah, they would get soft then or if right. it's
1: something political because it's a political town. Right, they could get a little soft, but they, for the most part, they didn't. And even if they did take it a little personal, and then the next part of the joke, right? Um, uh, there's a joke you did last night, and I'm not going to say which one it is, but is it the,
0: new, the the fat yeah. black? Yeah, that one. That one. I, you uh, know, I'm, and you I, hit them hard. with And that. you know what? I I I if like when I first did it in San Antonio, I say fat black women are shaped like the shit emoji. When I first did it in San Antonio, that first show, it went oh. But then all the shows after that, it was oh, and then when I did it here, it's it's it, it's been an in between between oh and oh. Uh, but I'm embracing the shit out of that, yeah, because, because I'm re- I'm just realizing that's one of those that is a fucking gut check, and you either like it or you don't. But either way, you know, goddamn, you were gonna change it to doo-doo. I did. I tried doodoo. And didn't in San Antonio. I like shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit, Doo-doo is soft and playful it's what a kid would say shit is an adult saying what is this shit oh yeah yeah it's true you know kitty
1: doo-doo like nah i don't want to make it cartoonish but it is a cartoon it's an emoji yeah but it's shit still (laughs) but no when you hit them with that and then you follow up with it it's it's funny because they're like okay yeah it takes sometimes people a second to realize that they're at a comedy show when they hear something that just gets them right away like that gets right hits them their instinct is to go ah yeah and then you're at a comedy show Ooh yeah okay right 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 so it it, it was funny um but the club has been great and extra shows
0: uh, and uh we have to give the shout out because i've never seen such passion in your eyes when eating a corned beef sandwich yeah, uh, that corn What's the name of it? M- Bub and Pops? Bub's and Pops. Pops. Bub's or is it Pops and Bubs? No, Bub's and Pops. Bub's and Pops. Uh, I, you guys have heard me shout this place out. Again, you come to D.C., you got to go to the sub sandwich place. It's seen on Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives. Bub's and Pops. Again, the, the lady that owns it, runs it, as sweet as could be. If, it, if this were the 80s and it were a TV show, she'd be the perfect sitcom mom. I mean, you could tell she would just adopt a hundred niggas and take care of them all as though she knew about niggas. Uh, And her son is mad cool. She had another son that passed away, serving his country. Great story, just sweet as as, as it can be. And, uh, you know, like I said, every time I go there, I don't pay for a meal. And then she embraced you, hugged you, and uh, it was excellent, man. And I had the Italian hoagie. And, I mean, this thing was just a fucking Italian work of art. Also on your Instagram. Right. Um, And you had the... I forgot what it's called. It's like the... Two
1: sandwiches. The Hebrew Hammer or something? The Hebrew Hammer. And that corned beef that they make in-house... Right. Ridiculous. And the dude uh, who makes it their son... Yeah. He looks like a younger, full-sized Dave Attell. Right. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And... uh, yeah, but he was so cool, and then he brought us out some. They do homemade chips and right. this onion dip, and they brought all that out. And they and I got two halves, so I also got this um, the the brisket beefs. Oh, man, this it's it's a dip, it's an ajou, man. This thing, and they put big pieces of uh, Parmesan cheese, not shredded slices on on it, and it is the and the bread. Everything about the place is amazing. Right, I ate everything, didn't leave any scraps.
0: No, and and like I said, I I. I your glasses were fogging up. It was it, so such passion coming out of your face. I love food,
1: but I love. I'm not like I'll go to a fancy restaurant, right? I can go there, but that's you not consider
0: the, Ruth Chris fancy.
1: No, I consider it a steakhouse, a nice steakhouse. Okay, but it's not like uh, what, what would you say is fancy? Like some of uh, I'm trying to think in Phoenix what's uh.
0: A high-end restaurant. Like it's, like Mr. Chow's. Mr. Chow's would be right. a high, yeah. But, but that is so goddamn delicious. Yeah. Um, but no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know, you like the fancy shit, but- you But know, I like prefer a, this food. I you're prefer- like a woman in a nice gown, but every now and then you need a hua, Just a dirty hua. You know, a better way for uh, my analogy would be like- I'm- Dirty sole feet. <laughs> Just torn skirt no hair falling out of fucking stankin whoop i
1: i think girls are sexy like that when they put in that when they do the victoria's secret whole look right. that's sexy i get that but i prefer mm. a girl to be in my like a white shirt of mine or just like my t-shirt or something right that's sexier than me Right, right, and right. that's right. how i feel about my food you can fancy it all up uh-huh. just give me some some regular hard working food and i'm right. happy I, yeah
0: you yeah, know i hear you man you know a hooah with a hard hat on, <laughs> <laughs> a white t-shirt and a hard hat. That's They're nice to work. Um, so yeah, man, DC man in the building. Um, you want to dive into some of this other shit? Well, there's a
1: lot to dive into. I don't know where you want to start. Uh, you want to start light and and uh, start with Seinfeld. I, that
0: was light. I, all that DC shit was yeah. light.
1: But you want to keep that and go with the Seinfeld?
0: Sure. Because did you read it? I did. Um, you know he. I don't know the guy, obviously. But can I use the word that you and tell me if it's the right word right. that you want to use? Yeah, arrogance. I was going to say pompous. Okay, is that the same thing? Yeah, yeah, I Meaning yeah, yeah. He, he comes off kind of pompous yeah. to me. Um, and again, I know you know comedy is subjective, but I, I've always, again, I've always compared him to food with no seasoning. You know, yeah, you're going to eat. It'll get the job done. It'll serve its purpose, but there's no fun. No, they, when when the food is flavorful, it's fun. See now, I disagree. I find him funny. Plain rice don't taste as good as rice with butter and salt. I find I find him to be very funny,
1: and I find but he but like I said, he's not in he's in my top comics, but not in my top five, and not probably in my top ten. I don't think he's right. in my top ten. No, he's not. But he's in there, and I, I I think he's a genius when it comes to figuring out and dissecting a joke and moving words around and really. Uh, dissecting and, and, and the art of a joke from a technical standpoint, mm. I think he's a genius, right? But that doesn't leave a lot of passion for the joke, and that's what I think. Wouldn't you say? You no know, seasoning is what you're what's missing in, in, in the I, joke.
0: I mean, I mean again, that's what I'm saying. In terms of if you're looking for pure, does he is he funny? Of course. You know, somebody's laughing. People are laughing. He's doing sold-out shows and theaters, and he's one of the biggest names in comedy. So from the standpoint of of, of funny, he does his job. If you're if you hungry and you eat, the food has done its job. You're not hungry no more. But when you put some hot sauce on that motherfucker and some butter and some flavoring, it's fun. No. And his comedy, to me, just... It has no flavor. It's no seasoning. And this is not a knock on Seinfeld. We're going to talk
1: about an article that he did. But what uh, – and people – obviously, he's most famous for his sitcom that ran for nine years, Seinfeld. What's the deal? But that flavor that you're talking about right. in the sitcom, that came really from Larry David. That's where when you're watching the well, show – Well, I think that and few, the
0: characters. The characters were great. Yeah. But- it, whether it was Elaine, George, or Kramer, everybody had something. But his comedy is 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 derived from observational
1: comedy and very on point great technical writing, and I have right. no problem with that, and I think it's very funny, but I understand when you say about the seasoning right so that being said, he had a lot of opinions about uh uh Louis C k and Bill Cosby right, and that was what the article was well, about well, just just to really, comedy in general
0: well, yeah, but just just to really put a finer point on it. Uh, it was really about political... This, this political PC world we live in where you got to walk on fucking eggshells and apologize for everything you do. You know, all this being said, um,
1: and nothing... Like, again, it gets not, this is not a knock on Seinfeld because I absolutely do like Seinfeld. But what... And, and I watch the show. I know all the quotes. I mean, I'm, I'm ridiculous about it. But what... I would like to know what Carlin would say about not only his opinion that he wrote in here, but about the way that he approaches some of the things. Because when he talked about mm-hmm. colleges and how he never has had a problem at a college, then I have to ask, are you saying anything on a social commentary, which is what I thought part of comedy is supposed to do?
0: I know, but but I thought the thing was he, he was dead against colleges. So, so I, did I. I, I didn't and then, understand where this came from. Uh, But Chris Rock is. And he brings rock. He, he's totally against colleges. Chris Rock. I think Chris. Now certainly. I've never heard Chris say that.
1: I thought I've heard. I thought I've heard a quote where he said that he isn't into doing colleges. Right. Uh, I don't know because I, I guess it depends on who's who, what college it is, and what they're paying. Right. You would go to
0: a college if someone. No, did, I wouldn't.
1: If they paid you the right amount of money and it was the right uh, college.
0: I mean, it. I don't know if there's such th- such a thing as the right college a stripper college. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd pay them. <laughs> you pay them. But, um it would really have to be an, a, 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 a sick amount of money because uh, a piece of me would be selling my soul to go do that. Um,
1: but And, and also on, on Steinfeld's credit too, he's also one of the hardest working comments. I mean, he goes to clubs
0: yeah, still look, every he, night. He, he's a, he's a gym rat. Um, and I love but, that. But then I also wonder if, if you know, I, I think some guys are are, are gym rats because maybe they can't excel in the other areas in the other er- areas of show business. You know, and, and I've said this as brilliant as Chris Rock is as a comic, he's not a great actor. And he doesn't he doesn't come off in film the way Eddie Murphy came off, the way Eddie Murphy comes off. Eddie 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 seemed to be able to really make that transition into everything he did well, except singing. Um and Chris, as brilliant as he is, he's a horrible actor. And he, and he and his films don't come at you like Murphy did. So I wonder if Seinfeld was able to have a movie career or another life on, on television with another kind of sitcom, but not anything like what Larry David was doing, but like a, a traditional show. Uh, would he still be that gym rat? Because most dudes, most dudes, because it's it's... It's, it's not as hard to work on stand-up in terms of going out on the road, the grind, writing material, the, 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 the exper- experimenting, fail, failing. That's a grind, man. Whereas with a, a movie or a TV show, you learn your lines, you hit your mark, and you make a ton of money. So most guys, if they can have that, they start saying, fuck stand-up because it's, 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 it's a different beast. I think
1: uh, I don't think was Jerry Seinfeld that was ever the thing. I think he always wanted to do comedy. He knew he was going to go back to doing comedy. He never found himself to be a great actor. That's why he didn't pursue acting. He stayed with what he did in the show. Uh, and, I, I mean, obviously there was people offering him. I, I know for a fact that they were offering him um, sitcoms. Not sitcoms. I mean movies. And they were offering him um, talk shows. Really? Talk shows. And he didn't do them. He didn't take them.
0: No, 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 man. That's some
1: nice problems to have. But he want, he's a stand-up. I mean, through and through, bloodline, if you're a, a, a purebred, he's a stand-up. That's what he does. I that's okay, what he wants to do. I respect
0: it. I respect it.
1: And that's why I have, I do. I really have uh, the old, utmost respect for him. But just because I have respect for him doesn't mean I can't feel his arrogance in some of the things that he said.
0: Right. Well, you
1: know, and and one of, one of the things that he says is that... Uh, that like about his jokes about going too far that you can't go to, that he he can't you can't go too far because the crowd filters out when it's not right like right. when he does the joke and maybe that's part of him going out every night and he's but Seinfeld has a different experience than other comics do because if he says something that's not right and the audience has a little pushback on him and he can go and fix that joke because that's what he does he goes and re, re, and the crowd will it, will, it was Jerry Seinfeld if I went up and said something, that would, not not necessarily me, uh, somebody who's a little bit more famous but not on that Seinfeld level, right. and someone recorded that and they put it out, he, the backlash could be on that person, right? But where Seinfeld doesn't have that same thing. He gets a little bit more of a pass because of who he is and what is what his his work is. So when he's speaking but he, but for even, all comedy, but, but, but even he said in the article. He doesn't do taboo shit. Well, and that's the other thing. How, how much backlash are you going to get when you're not crossing the line? As Carlin said, to know right. where the line is, you got to purposely it. cross it. Right. And that's why I said does Carlin, if Carlin was here, what would he say about this type of comedy? Oh, well, you know Carlin would be Carlin. Well, you know, I, and, and I'm, not, I'm not putting one up against the other. There's different styles. Right. I'm just saying it's hard for me to read his comments and, and not have some irritation with them.
0: Right, well, I mean, it's... I did like
1: what he said about Louis C.K., though. Right. That he should be able to come back anytime that he wants to. Yeah, this is America. This is the land of comebacks.
0: And he, but... Anything short of killing babies uh, and, and, you know, violating women in the most heinous of ways, and anybody can come back.
1: But he also says that he deserves whatever comes at him for coming back, and he has to be able to take that. That's also right. his responsibility. Right. I thought that was fair. Right, that that was that was one of the most fair things that I read. Uh, but there was something he said about Bill Cosby when they were talking about Bill Cosby, and a couple things made me mad about the Bill Cosby thing. Um, and they were talking to him about uh, did he have to change how he admired Bill Cosby? Right. I don't understand why anyone has to change why they admire Bill Cosby, and I know people are like, I, I don't think the people listen to our podcast, but if someone else who doesn't listen to it heard me say that they. I think you can still. Because I never uh, admired Bill Cosby as a as my mentor or right. as someone that I was emulating or following. I admired him solely for the comedy and the content that he produced visually for me and my ears. Right? He didn't produce rape for me. That was something he did outside. And can you separate the two? I think if you went through history, there would be no people that you could look up to if we right. had to eliminate everybody who did things that were incorrect. Right. And I'm not saying that I would bring my kids up to admire Bill Cosby, but for uh, as a comic, I could say that is comedy that, hey, man, Chicken Hearts. And I don't know if you know that bit about Chicken Hearts. I know that we've talked From about Cosby? Yeah. No. That bit is forever going to be one of my favorite bits ever in my whole life. and right. be, And it has nothing to do
0: with what Cosby did. And I can't take away the genius behind the bit. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I would equate that to, like, you know, again, that's why I say it's almost scary to meet your heroes. Because if they turn out to be something other than what you envision, you get disappointed. So it's like as as much as I have a man crush on Michael Jordan, if I met him and he was an asshole to me, does that change the fact that he's still one of the greatest basketball players of all time? No. No. Does it change my memories and the joy I felt when I would see him do some of the things he did? No. But it sucks because he's an asshole. Yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah, you know, uh, damn, Cosby. Damn, nigga. But he still filled a, a, a place in my life where, you know, for my childhood, the Cosby show was the shit. Um and I, as i say on stage what he did for black america through the influence of the cosby show can never be oversta- uh, overstated it as far as his accomplishments you still got to tip your hat to him for what he did but damn snigger damn nigga. you got to you got to you you have to look at what he did and you have to
1: understand that that was greatness for what he did right but the person who he is the person not the artist the person was a very horribly flawed and honestly just kind of a horror. There's no other way to say it, but a horrible individual. Because you can't rape people and not be a horrible ind- individual. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but that 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 is a horrible side. But I, you know, I don't want to get into. I I didn't want to get into too deep. I'm calling and continue to use the. Uh, <sighs> Fuck man this is just a hard that you can't talk about this shit without it just getting weird. I I appreciate what he did as far as comedy goes. That's all that's all I can say. And yeah. I, I appreciate Louis CK as far as comedy goes. I I I'm not going uh it doesn't change one bit of comedy that he wrote. In mm. unless he wrote a piece that says I'm jerking off on you and you made that funny then that piece probably wouldn't be funny anymore, but I don't know about that piece
0: of comedy that he wrote. But that would neck not- that would never be Cosby's bit.
1: Well, that's Cosby's, but Louis. Oh, is it Louis? That's Louis. Oh, about Louis. Oh, it's Louis. Okay, know. right, right. You know, I, what? You know, I'm sure that there's horrible things that artists have done in the past, in the future, in the past. That if we found out looking at them today, now in right. the future, we would have to eliminate. What are we going to do? Go to the galleries and take down all the artwork that's been there from people who have done horrible misogynistic male <laughs> things? That I mean, where where would it end if we just started? If we didn't separate? The artist from the human being.
0: Yeah, I you know I, I meant to tell this story um, when it happened a week later on the podcast, but we just never got around to it. You know, I was driving uh, in LA and I was I had left an audition and I'm parked at a stoplight in this SUV white SUV pulls up next to me and the windows are tinted enough to where you can kind of still see in it, but you can't make out who's in it. And the passenger side of that vehicle rolled the window down because the driver told the passenger to roll the window down. And then he signaled for me to roll my window down. And I rolled my window down. I look over, and it's Mark fucking Wahlberg. And I just immediately, because what the fuck, man? What are the chances of that? I mean, I know it's L.A., and you could see a celebrity sighting anywhere. But I'm at a light. This car just happens to pull up next to me. And the driver tells me to roll down my window. And it's Mark fucking Wahlberg. And he knows who the fuck I am. And he says to me, yo, you a funny motherfucker, dog. You a funny motherfucker. And he said it with passion. And and, and if you could see his brow, it, it was almost like he was doing a scene in The Departed. And he was about to give me the business. He was, <laughs> in t- he was like, yo, you a funny motherfucker. And I was like, oh, shit. Yo, yo what up? Yo, thanks, dog. Blah, blah, blah. I got his number and all this shit, and, and, and I'm going to actually be meeting with his company uh, this week coming up. Um, my point is this. When people compliment me and they do it with a certain amount of passion and vigor, and I've said this before. Again, I've seen famous people where I go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's so-and-so. Okay. No big deal. But then I've seen people that make me go, oh, shit. Like when I saw Brad Pitt, now I've seen Mark Wahlberg, but Brad Pitt didn't know who I was. Mark knew who I was. And for somebody to compliment me like that, and whether it's Mark Wahlberg or, and I'm, this is not a, a moment of vanity, this, I'm just telling you the truth. When I go to comedy clubs and people come up to me and say certain words like, yo, you a funny motherfucker, they, they could go, yo, you, you, funny guy. But you know there's a difference between, oh, yeah, funny guy, versus mother- when you put motherfucker on something, that shit is serious. Yo, dog, I just got to shake your hand. Yo, man, yo, I fucks with you. All of that comes because I think people in this PC time especially, they want the raw shit. They people, I, I almost compare this to the Prohibition era. People are getting tired of being told what they can drink and what they can't when they can what they can have and what they can't when they can have it. This is America. God damn it. We put our dicks on the table. Now let's negotiate or I'm taking your shit. And it's like. Because we come with this arrogance and this bravado, we don't want to be told what we can't do. And because everybody's so goddamn sensitive and everybody's fucking wearing tutus and ballet shoes and trying to tiptoe their way, they way around shit. The more we keep telling people what they can't do, what they can't have, what they can't like, it's going to be a rebellion. And again, I just want to be the guy who's never wavered or faltered in this pussy pressure time. I want people to be able to go, that motherfucker always stood his ground. That motherfucker was always who he was. That motherfucker is pure, uncut, Bolivian cocaine. That nigga's the real yayo. And and because of that, I think when this shit turns around, and it's going to turn around, I would like for people to think this nigga was at the forefront of standing his ground. And because people give me those compliments with that passion, I can't. I I, I just. I can't do it any other way. And when Seinfeld goes, I forget how he coined it, but he said something about if you want to have a career, you got to you got to do what works. You can't do what you want. You got to do what works if you want to have a career. And that's a very scary notion because you say to yourself, "Dude, I'm not trying to not have a career. I gotta pay my mortgage. I gotta pay my bills. I gotta make sure my kids eat." So of course I want a career, but. To get one or to keep one, I got to sell a piece of my soul. I got to dance a dance that I don't know how to dance because that's not me. That's scary. But the only thing that's going to keep me from faltering is knowing that I truly believe this shit's going to turn around. And when it does, I don't want people to be able to say, oh, nigga, you... You know, you, you, you swayed left because that was the thing to do instead of keeping right, which is who you are. So, you know.
1: Well, part of that is because he did say something that, that struck me, again, as is off. Is he said, uh, I don't like when comics think what they're doing
0: is important. And this is coming from a guy who reeks of importance. And talks about the, the
1: details and the, and the, the commitment... But all that for something that's not important, right? I don't believe he believed that statement. It didn't make any sense to me because
0: uh, it is important. It is important. It's all. It's so been- important that he said he wears a suit on purpose to show people, hey, I'm not loafing around here. So which is it? See, and that's he contradicted
1: himself over and over in this article, right? Uh, and, and in a way, like he said, and, and when he would say, "He never," it's never the crowd's fault. It's never the crowd's fault. But then he also talked about people, their comedy fitting their personality, their face, their body. Yeah, their I image. wrote
0: that down. I actually like that part that he said. I did too. But right.
1: but some people aren't meant to come see you. If you if you if you are a reflection, if your personality is a reflection of your comedy, right? And how you look, your persona, your right. your stage presence. Some people don't agree with that look or stage presence that you might have.
0: Well, my agent's been fighting me on it okay, since forever.
1: So, But if that's the case, then not every audience is going to get you. And he says it's like a puzzle piece to, to fix the audience and put them in. It's right. never the audience's fault. Maybe it's not the audience's fault, but maybe that's a miscommunication on being at a show that you shouldn't have been at. Because that comic and you have... Uh, Have have a different outlook on life And things aren't going to fit I I didn't understand that That he didn't feel that it was important I didn't understand how he felt like everybody if, If you're doing material That is in If you're doing material That's just funny To be funny Then I guess you really don't have to worry about it It's just funny material It's funny for everyone but not everyone's doing that kind of material. Some people want to have a reaction. Some people want to say something. The court gesture in the monarchy was the only person that was allowed to make fun of the king. And that's what I still feel our job is to this day. Right. Yeah,
0: I uh, I sometimes think that comics, when he talks about being important, I think sometimes we overthink this. We get in our own heads. And look, if, if wearing a suit for you is what makes you feel comfortable, if, if whatever that does for you mentally to be in the space you need to be in to do what you got to do, Mazel tov. that's it's, it's for the exact reason why I can't wear a suit. Because I, I just – and I feel like because I feel so uncomfortable, the audience can see that I'm uncomfortable. And, and, and to be honest with you, maybe they don't. Maybe that's where I'm overthinking it because when I wore the suits in Vegas – Open it for Keith Sweat. The jokes were just as funny. But in my mind, I'm going, nah, yo, in Tim Boots and a baseball cap and jeans and a t shirt, I'm funnier. Now, we joked about it last night. For the first time, I saw you had on that plaid fucking, I work in my own garden shirt, button up <laughs> shirt. Yeah. When you usually. Just a t shirt. Just a t shirt. I was and, I was kind of cold. Right. And I looked and I went, oh, that, oh, that's different. And, you know, it just so happened that that crowd sucked. I didn't have a good set. I didn't either. But you said uh, you joked about the shirt maybe is why you didn't, were not this funny. Yeah. Motherfucker, no matter what you had on, that yeah. crowd stunk. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like sometimes we overthink and we get in our own heads because like anything else, you, 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 you build a routine.
1: Well, if you're an athlete, you wear the same underwear right, every day. Right, we we right. get into these little modes yeah, to make our head feel like we right. were putting uh, – but that, that, that's, that's still all part of it. But then he also said he doesn't do political humor, and he complimented the people who do do political and I, humor And I agree,
0: well. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly because I, I, I don't have that Bill Maher special talent to make to do political funny. That is his, that's in his bloodstream. That's right. But if he was doing, if,
1: if Seinfeld did political humor, right. then there may be times when the audience wouldn't enjoy him. So I guess what I've come, come down to learning from this article about Seinfeld is that basically he said, my comedy is so in the middle, it should, it should be able to make everyone laugh. Who doesn't like rice? And it should never offend anybody. And I should always be able to figure out how to make any crowd find me funny.
0: Yeah, most and pretty much everybody
1: likes rice. Okay, so that's you know. But he's speaking solely then for what he does because when he says Marr or when I think he said John Stewart, I don't know who else he said uh, does political comedy. Right. You can't go into every room and do political comedy. And if so, if that was his position. Uh, Bill Maher wouldn't always be able to win every crowd if the if the crowd wasn't a politically. But savvy. have you crowd. ever
0: seen Bill Maher do anything outside of political comedy?
1: No. Yeah, a little bit, a little really? bit, a little bit younger. When he was younger, he's but now, he's grown. He, no, no, no not since now. real time, no, since now, no,
0: he is straight politics. Yeah, because that's what the crowd comes to see him for. But then I wonder, could he do? I don't know. Like I can do, I do political jokes. Obama, Trump, put out of that's six percent of my act. And it's weaved in, and it's weaved in, and once I do it, I get on it and I get off it, and I'm done. I'm sure as a comic, Bill Maher probably yes, because he's a comic, he's a real comic. He could do other shit, but that political shit is that's who he is. But when
1: you're building an audience, and I think the reason I think I have taken umbrage with some of the things that uh, Seinfeld said is because when you're a young comic and you look up to someone who's has a standard like Seinfeld has, and I looked up to that. And now I read what he says, but that doesn't fit everybody's mode. And if you're right. coming up like Bill Maher now, he does go, and everybody knows it's going to be political, so everybody should enjoy his show. But if you were doing political comedy today and no one knew your name, that doesn't mean everybody who came into that room is going to enjoy political comedy. Right. So everything that he's saying, I guess, if you're an established millionaire comedian, what he said works for you. But for everyone else, right. there's some. There's. I. I don't think that this. That this article made. Is much sense to me On comedy Right Some of the other things he said I understood But this This was uh, This is the first time I disagreed with him wholeheartedly On almost everything that he said uh,
0: We got about 20 minutes left maybe So let's jump to something else uh, Cause I could tell We can talk about this all okay. day uh, Cause I know with this Next thing uh, There's gonna be some meat On this bone as well uh, Yeah This motherfucker Cocksucker Son of a bitch Trump I, I hate this Cocksucker so much Um you know, since they caught the guy with the pipe bombs, yeah, uh, you know, he was on TV and just totally displaying his full narcissism and racist ways. You know, he he he, he briefly said, "Yeah, you know, thanks to our law enforcement." He said all the shit he was supposed to say. Law enforcement's the the, the uh, diligence and the blah 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 for catching the guy. Great, quickly, quickly. Then all of it from there was about him, the fake news and how they beat me up and they come after me and blah, 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 blah. And one of the things he said, uh, he goes, um, we cannot allow political violence to take place in America. Now, I don't know if I'm nitpicking or whatever, and I'm sure if you're a Trump supporter, you'll say, oh, what the fuck? But I think what he should have said, there is no place for violence in America. The fact that he said we can't allow political violence – he made that specific. We must protect the we know we can't have threats against politicians. You know, and true indeed, we shouldn't. But my thing is, when I think of politicians, I think rich, elite, powerful. And that's him looking out for his people. When when we should when the proper thing to say is there should be no violence, and we will not tolerate violence in America. Why would you say political violence?
1: Well, I got two things on this. One, if you're looking for this president to actually say something correctly. Which we know he won't. So I, I don't even understand why you would get caught up in, in the wording on this, because this man hasn't, as much as, as, as much as I would like to say, like I blame the press for not saying things that they should say correctly too. Right. this man has not got anything right since day one on how he speaks to the American public. Right. Or the world. So I don't expect him to get it right on on that, and, and two, I, I would interpret it as because people have are that he said it because people are trying to put all this political violence and the violence that has happened in this ele- in the upcoming election here for the midterms, and the and the undertones from his election as political. So I think that he was it was it was more narcissism talking about that part and i think that's where that came from but yeah you're right he should have just said there's no there's no room for violence there there is no room for this violence but i don't expect this to do to get it right i looked i,
0: I went that was the least of my and then the thing that really got me is it, that was the narcissist part but the 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 the, hip, the hypocritical racist shit was well, he goes uh you know they say i'm racist because i say america first how is that racist It's simple. If you're an American and you live in America, it's America first. Cut to eight million niggas, which we know was purposely placed in this. And and, and it wasn't like a full-on rally somewhere in a big arena. It was within the White House with the podium, but he had like a shitload of people in whatever room they were in. And it was just... You could count the white people on three fingers. Well, it, they purposely had niggas up front when MAGA hats waving them, going, Yeah, yeah, you're not racist, Trump. You're not racist. And I went, This bullshit. It was a
1: group, though, that was pro Trump. That is, uh, it was a group. I forgot the name of the group, but that's why it was there. And it was, it was,
0: um, God, I can't remember the name. Dude, of it's like, I wish I would have it down. Like the fact that I think Donald Trump. Really thinks that people are this stupid, which let's be honest, a group of them are. They're called his supporters, but that black people are so stupid that we just gonna fall for the banana and the tailpipe. When it was like, dude, that was the visual version of how could I be racist? My best friend is black. That you got all these black people. Yeah. Just, just as you say the words, how could I be racist? Cut to see, see, look at all these negroes in my hats. Say telling me i'm not racist like, get the fuck out of here we're that dumb we 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 falling for that banana in the tailpipe no but do you you have to admit that there are black supporters for yes we know this okay but come on god damn it don't make it look so obvious then but why would you even need to show that though right it was a group of defend your position without making it obvious right you try to defend your I- position
1: i i i agree with what you're saying uh, he took the opportunity for a photo op to try to make that position known and it doesn't benefit anybody that's the whole thing it doesn't benefit anybody right definitely doesn't benefit that group uh it doesn't be- and everybody knows what he's doing so you're right it do- it doesn't make any sense to do that but because we're on a little bit of racism here what did you think about did you want to stay more on this because I want to ask you about i mean i i, I said the
0: part about you know what I bothered ask, me? I want to ask you about Megan Kelly because it's still. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I I did not see. I mean, I know what she said. I, I did not see it. But what bothered me with that, um, is you know after she said her you know apology, you know you cut to you hear before they cut to the crowd, you hear women we love you Megan. Then they cut to the crowd and you just you have to have it, just the fucking black mammy bitches. Who are clapping and blowing kisses? You think she black should be- people we do shit to ourselves sometimes? But man. do you think she should get fired for for what she said? Did you see it though? No, I didn't. I don't know if a firing is necessary, especially if the if the apology was heartfelt, because you know you say fired now you're taking away somebody's livelihood. But let's be honest, she's white. When white people get fired, they bounce back. Better than a tennis ball in a fucking phone booth, <laughs> nigga. Do
1: you, you think she'll t- be? I do you think tennis balls would bounce higher if they were painted white instead of yellow? <laughs> 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 this dude, the, uh, the, the here's a, here's my here's my dilemma with this thing, and and, and uh, I wish, and and this 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 maybe this will tie up some more stuff. If there would have been one person on that panel that was black when they were having this conversation, maybe this could have been redirected
0: or or, or said in a way that could have been. Uh, and for the record, uh, if given the opportunity, I fucked the shit out of Megan Kelly. Well, that's a bad white bitch. Uh, well, who, maybe she listens to the podcast. I dress white too. She uh, put on some penny loafers, some khaki pants. It, but what,
1: what she said, obviously, she was talking <coughs> about blackface, and they were talking about Halloween. And I, I was watching it, and I was like, "Why, why is this woman wanting to end her career?" Like I understood that she was saying, said, "Why does
0: she want to end her career?" Yeah, but you really think that that's going to be the case?
1: No, but I was. Why? Did she, basically, when I was watching, it, I didn't even think career. I thought show. I really thought right. she's gonna. Why does she want to get kicked off this fucking show? Because the way she was saying it, but it wasn't. It was so dumb. Right. The way she was saying, it, I was. This is a dumb woman. Right. And so I had to ask myself at that moment when all this the fallout came, yes, I understand what it is. We understand what blackface represented and what it did and, and who it was demeaned and the whole thing. And right. But obviously, this lady didn't get it. Well, most of them don't. Well, But then here's my question. Do we fire her and just say, well, she doesn't get it, so we're firing her? Or this is a woman that's on TV and has... Doesn't have a great show. Well, first of all, she doesn't have a great show. People have been talking about canceling her for a while. Right. But is there an opportunity to have a, a black pundit sit across from her and do a different show where we actually have a conversation, or is this and com- that might boost the show? It, it, or are we just too scared in this country to actually have the fucking conversation? Uh, I think it's both because she's not the only one who doesn't understand why she can't paint her face to be diana ross there's other white people in this country that don't understand the conversation needs to be had instead of just throwing people away and i'm not saying i'm not saying that every white person should be saved what i'm saying is is that the conversation needs to be had because i don't think that it's just white America needs to have this conversation. I think that black America needs to have this conversation so that they can finally know that white America fucking understands it. And so when someone doesn't get it right, then they can be fucking taken out. Because this isn't... Black America deserves it. Black America deserves to see white America fucking finally figuring this out. Because I don't think that they... Someone like Megyn Kelly, when she said... There was a quote. I just came across the phone. That's maybe why I had my phone on. Uh, it just said, uh, ah, fuck, where is this? She said that when she was growing up as a kid that, that she didn't think that there was anything wrong with blackface. And I think maybe she meant it as Halloween. I don't know what the whole... I, I don't have the quote anymore. It disappeared from my fucking phone when well, I What needed. I
0: want to know is coming up as a kid, where in the teachings from your parents did you learn that it was cool? Because you you don't just come up people with that on it, your own. People did it for... Uh, halloween but what but but,
1: but and, and but there's a couple other things though here and if we have got into a real discussion blackface isn't just painting your face darker though blackface in the traditional blackface was the big red lips and the whole yeah that's blackface so maybe so someone, if you minus the lips but put the blackface on she's cool she said darken up i'm just saying does she not understand that that it's not cool that's what i'm saying maybe well. she thought that blackface was And I'm not giving her a pass. What I'm saying is, if she doesn't, if she truly doesn't understand... Because if you're a racist and you're on TV and you want your racist thoughts out there, you don't tell everybody you're racist by saying something stupid like that. You wear a hood. You don't let people know who you fucking really are. (laughs) Wear a hood
0: and do it on TV. Well,
1: you can't do it on TV with a hood. (laughs) I'm just saying, you keep that shit in your dark corner so that you can fucking throw it out there. Right. She's honestly, I think, someone who was just dumb. Because I think maybe she thought what it was is when she... The Al Jolson fucking thing, not, right. not just oh well it, it would have been it would have
0: been Yeah, if that conversation
1: if there would could, have been, if could have been
0: had, I would have loved to have known if that's what she thought. But if there was a
1: black person on that show, maybe that conversation could have been had and it could have been explained. Right. And one, that's what's fucked up about uh, this is where white folks have to understand this. How how is it that four people are on that show? And they were so concerned to cover the women base on it, right? But they didn't put one black person on it. And had a black person been on the show, maybe that conversation could have been had, could have been explained, it could have been right. changed the way it is. But I think the conversation needs to be had, right? So uh, I, I don't. I, you can fire her if you want to. That's all up to everybody who wants to do anything. But I don't think we're getting anywhere by just firing her. I don't think we solved a problem. We just right. made everybody go. Okay, we can't say this shit anymore. Piece of political correctness, I believe, is not about addressing problems, it's just about if you don't like what someone says, we don't want to hear it. Right. And that doesn't solve any problems.
0: Well, that's why, you know, comedy needs to be left alone to the professionals, because we are the last avenue to be able to say what should be said. Exactly. Uh, and then, I, I know we're we're
1: trying to... you. I know you don't want to go too far over, but I, I want to... Well, I got to... Uh, do yours, and then I'll do mine at the end. Right. What do you got? Okay. No, no, go ahead. Uh, well, I want to. There's a couple things that I wanted to say. One is that, uh, well, it was the synagogue shooting uh, where 11 people were killed, and as I, as I know of right now. Okay, uh, the synagogue shooting where 11 people were right. killed, as of what I heard last, and uh, f- six people injured, uh, four of them being uh, police. Uh, a lot of things happened, and in my head, I mean, that was that, for me, that was hard to deal with uh, as anything else, but then I have other questions that come up with it. It's a place of worship. People made a big deal about it, a place of worship. I didn't know um, when that one kid uh, went into the black... Dylan Roof. I don't even know his name but when and I don't know the dude's name who did the shooting though at this I try not to remember these people uh, that's funny I really do I don't want right. I don't want that name in my fucking head um, but when he went in and he killed eight nine nine yeah uh, at, at black uh, par- parishioners right, right. and uh, you know I, I automatically you know that that's what I related it to immediately Uh and I saw a lot of things that came out and it just, I mean, it it crushed me that someone would go into a place of worship. Uh, The Dylan roof one did the same thing to me. Uh, But after, when they were interviewing the president, there's something that caught me off guard and and I don't know why this hurt me so much, but it did. And it's, and it sounds like it's in a completely wrong direction but the first question the reporter asked her, have you spoke to anybody in the NRA about it or about what we can do about it? Right. So the press, and this is where I get mad at the press. They're going to take all these people that have just been shot. They said this is one of the most horrific like shootings, like events that they've ever seen. So I don't know how they, this dude shot him. I don't know if he blew shot heads off. I don't know what happened, but obviously there's something that was more horrific about this, that he, that this FBI guy said this, uh, but right away, I went with the gun control issue and moved it over. And this is where I get pissed off with the, with the media, is that they moved it over to gun control and automatically stuck it over there. I mean, there's, there's more to life than this gun control uh, issue that they want to pursue. And we just had a guy send out how many pipe bombs?
0: Like nine or 12.
1: Okay. Well, the day someone makes up 10 pipe bombs and just walks in and just tosses those... In there with no guns, are they going to ask? Is is the, is the NRA off the table at this moment? <coughs> violence is the problem, as you said in the beginning of this right. whole conversation. And there's no room for violence in America, and this should be off the table. And and to, and, and and to fight, to do these fights, to to start another argument, an ideology, an ideology, uh, I can't even use ideology word, uh, fight over guns and gun control. While people are still laying on the fucking floor with blood dripping on their body, is not the idea that I think we're supposed to be at.
0: Okay, but we got to stop the bleeding somehow, somewhere. You stop with the people that are doing. And well, I'm you not can't saying control the people, but but we, if you can, if you can control the means to which they can. Do stupid shit? Yeah.
1: Okay. You kinda can control the people. I I understand that, but you don't is it necessary to have that right then and to start a fight about something right at that moment? The first
0: question, not anything else, like But but that question has been asked and is being asked all the time, and there's nothing being done. So if you gotta keep hitting the nail on the head till you make your point or till you can get it done you got to keep hitting it. What are you going to get done? Okay, so
1: I'm going to take away your –
0: we're going
1: to – I I think – okay, first of all, let let me – before everybody starts saying anything to me about this, I don't think that people should be able to get assault weapons without going through whatever major training and passing whatever thing that they have and why they need an assault rifle. I do think we have right to access to guns. I I do agree with that. Definitely uh, rifles – uh, we, uh, when you look at the East Coast and the West Coast, and, and we're talking about L.A. and New York and the liberals in that area, I understand you don't need guns in that area, and that causes violence. And in Chicago, I understand that. But in the middle of the country, when people are still using these for uh, hunting and uh, for uh, recreation in, in ways that they're being trained, uh, Vermont has the highest rate of gun purchases and the lowest gun violence. So we still have something in the middle of the country that's different than on the ends so I'm not I, I don't want to get into that that whole debate but we can I understand why this would come up but I don't understand why that's the first question of a reporter's face this this has to be handled in in, in a different direction and putting one side team guns against against no team no guns is not the answer and the, and, and there has to be a different way to pursue this and I don't know what it is but at that moment, when I was still I was still upset about what was happening, I didn't think gun control was the first answer because that wasn't going to change what had happened right there at that
0: moment. I hear you, but uh, I, I don't know that I don't know that I feel as strongly about what you think the solution is versus what was asked because it's still a solution. What would be the solution? I, if, if, if you think if, taking if, guns away. Um, because we know it's a problem, yeah, to a degree, yeah. So you just take all guns away? I'm not saying all guns. I'm just saying, but it hasn't been addressed at all. You know, it, it keeps getting swept under the rug. So, you know, I don't know what it's going to take or how long it's going to take, but if the question being asked needs to happen over and over and over and over again to stop the bleeding at some point or to start to make a change, I don't condemn it.
1: I think there's a better solution to how we handle it. And I don't think this should be decided through the media. But I do think, if we wanted to be honest about it, uh, I think you take out the people that uh, – the the who are the people that pay uh, the congressman? The NRA gives money, the, the lobbyists. Right. You get rid of the lobbyists and start having real politicians making real laws for real people, get the money out of it, and let's make some right decisions and let, let's be uh when things do go wrong let's be let's have a little moment of sorrow for the people that have, have passed because i don't i don't need to make this a gun issue
0: uh while people are still bleeding and we'll leave it right there you sounded like a politician for a second that sounded like a campaign ad real people with real issues uh and i forget how you worded it but that was very political but Before we go, I just
1: want to say one last thing that I saw last night that I wanted to tell you while you were a little wasted. Yeah. Man, it is hard to be black. It's a lot of work. You do a lot of work. I got in trouble last night for not shaking someone's hand. What? I shook it in a normal, straight, white dude handshake, and the black dude goes, man, you got to teach him how to. So I had to go back and shake his hand, and I watched you when you were wasted all night long having to do multiple Right. handshakes with movements and
0: it's a lot of work man it is wait till i teach you how to fuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be in the room when you're teaching that story so uh, i hope you're pre- pre- uh, presenting it
0: on video oh man yo uh that's it y'all um next week uh brand california as always um shit you know the deal um pandora airy spears youtube airy spears Patreon, Aries Spears, um, Facebook, all that bullshit. Uh, Love you guys. Uh, Andy Comedy, uh, go to my website. All my
1: social media is at the top-hand corner.
0: Pussy ass, nigga. (laughs) so uh i
1: hope you're uh, presenting it on video
0: oh man yo uh that's it y'all um next week uh brand california as always um shit you know the deal um pandora airy spears youtube airy spears patreon airy spears um facebook all that bullshit uh love you guys
1: Uh, Andy comedy uh, Go to my website All my social media is at the top hand corner And Steve if you can figure out a way To put uh, Eddie Murphy's party all the time In this podcast somewhere Part my girl likes to Party all the time Party all the time I think it should be in there